Luis Rios opens up in an empty classroom on the third floor of a building that houses the Springfield Commerce High School, as well as an honors academy on its top floor and a middle school on its lower level. But first, could I ask you just to introduce yourself? So my name is Soling Sanchez and I'm a senior. So my name is Luis Rios, um, I'm a senior and Rios is a senior at Springfield Honors Academy, where college applications are underway. He rattles off a list of big-ticket universities. Rios is in the process of filing his FAFSA and is toiling through supplemental essays on the Common App, the standard admissions platform recognized by more than 900 colleges and universities. A recent hour-and-a-half-long drive from Springfield, Massachusetts, in the heart of the Pioneer Valley, to Chestnut Hill in the affluent Boston suburb of Newton, a school-sponsored field trip for seniors at SHA, tacked onto Rios' ambitious list, yet another reach school, Boston College. There's only one catch. Boston College is a predominantly white institution, and after returning home from a year of remote learning, Rios and other students of color at Springfield Honors Academy are increasingly searching for commonality and community as opposed to competition in academic settings. Syracuse is a predominantly white... Do you guys think about, you know, will I feel out of place? Will I feel like I'll belong? Yes, but then also at Boston College, um, our tour guide told us that you only feel out of place if you, like, make yourself feel out of place, like... When we were there, we were looking around at, like, counting how many people of color we saw. Mm-hmm. It was very small. Everybody was white. It was like, it was like it was just a white school. Like, we saw, you know, some. Very rare. It was like, oh. Like, it just didn't feel like, like, you know, where I am now. Mm-hmm. Like, everybody here is like me. Or, you know, like, mo- the majority. And then over there, it was just everybody was white. Here you you are surrounded by people who look like you. Are you scared that like that kind of isolation going into college will impact your academics? Maybe like if I don't have nobody to talk to or you know like be myself around, I just I don't know. Like I'll go blank. I wouldn't want to be there. And I don't know. I'll probably. I don't know what will happen, but nothing good. I wouldn't want to be there anymore. But before enrolling in any institutions of higher learning, Rios and his friend Soli Sanchez still have English class. English. And advanced advanced painting painting and drawing. drawing, AP statistics. statistics, And research. Yeah, AP research. And AP research. SHA, the Springfield Honors Academy, is an AP capstone school, one of 2,000 high schools nationwide that offers a rigorous diploma program regulated by the College Board, one that requires participating students to supplement a standard pairing of advanced placement seminar and advanced placement research classes with another regimen of four AP classes of the students choosing. Four public high schools in Springfield offer the AP Capstone program, but Rio says the understanding among SHA students 
is that it's required of them to participate. For Sanchez's research project, she's looking into a topic she and Rios know all too well, how a lack of sleep impacts academic performance. Anyways, I'm researching how um, the lack of sleep impacts students in school and their academics. Mm -hmm. Do you guys feel like you get enough sleep? Mm -mm. No. I go home every day and take a nap because I need it. Like, I'm just done when I get home. Mm -hmm. But then I end up going to bed at, like, 2 a.m. And I have to wake up at 6. Yeah, it's just, the day is just so much. And since I didn't get enough sleep last night, I get home needing sleep. It's just a repeating cycle. Yeah. But when I was working, it was nice because I would be forced to stay up, like, after school, go to to work. And then I go home and sleep like a baby. But then I wouldn't do work because I'm going home to sleep. Mm-hmm. And then I wake up the next day and go to school. I'm off for like a month because we stopped at the Six Flags. I worked all of the summer, fight fast, and then we stopped. A lot of people hate, hate Six Flags. Like, I remember when I wanted to apply there, everybody was like, don't do it. I was like, well, I need money, and I'm going to do it. And they took me. And have they ever done security checks with you too? Every single day we walked to security. And they, they check us, so us to put our bags on the side and take off. Like, you know, like I, I know I walk through and it goes off, and then he asks me what I have. And it's always my belt, because it just has like a metal part. When you are working during the school year, so not during summer when you're out of school, but when you're working during the school year, how many hours are you working? Oh, on weekdays, um, right now, I work four hours. And then what happens? You go home? You do homework? I would do homework if I really need to. If it's due the next day, I gotta do it, and I would just suffer. Soli Sanchez now works retail at JCPenney. And like her friend Rios, she doesn't have time for sports, hobbies, or non-career-related extracurricular activities. Her commute alone takes 40 minutes. And Rios shares that his on-foot route from the Six Flags parking lot to his station supervising rides in the park accounts for the only exercise he gets daily. Both kids are seniors and have completed their physical education requirements. Their only other in-school outlet, an art class they say was once fun and engaging, is now taught remotely. The art teacher injured herself earlier in the semester and delivers instructions and supervises the classroom from a projection on the wall. Rio says the setup reminds him of something out of The Wizard of Oz. What's missing, he says, connection. More teachers who really make connections with the students. Like there's teachers that everyone loves, like a people's person. There's some teachers who don't even talk to us, don't ask us about our day or try to like bond with us. Like, I'm not gonna say names, but I have a teacher right now who we just, like I don't ever feel comfortable talking to her about my work because she doesn't talk to us. She just goes and tells us what to do, and we go off and do it. I, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, like, I wish I she did talk to us and did, you know, like, have a mom with us so I can feel free going right up to her and asking her, I don't know how to do this. I can feel you know? like the way the teacher is in the classroom impacts me on the work. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you feel comfortable saying which class that is? AP Research. AP Research. <laughs> I don't know. I just wish if, like, if it was different, if I could just do my own research project, 
and do it on my way, my terms, it'll be way different, and I'll be way happier writing it, because, you know, it's what I enjoy, and I would, you know, be happy writing it, but now, she comes right in, tells us what to do on the board, asks if there's any questions, nobody says anything, and she says, okay, I'm you have your like, time. This is due on Friday. Yeah. <laughs> The school has made some accommodations in recent times. Late-night virtual check-ins with administrators attempt to account for students who work after-school jobs. And Rios and Sanchez both say that teachers have been more lenient with spare class time this semester and admit that while they don't visit the counselors very often, they have trusted adults in the building. Yeah, but, like, I never, like, go to them. But, like, I know they're there. Who do you go to instead? I don't, I kind of like, I don't know. I just deal with it myself. Like, I don't know. Cause I'm like not the type of person that likes to share. She is. <laughs> but in their most taxing class, AP Research, Soli and Louise do not feel comfortable asserting their boundaries and voicing their burdens. It's a familiar dynamic for high achieving student, Emily Reagan. Hi, I'm Emily Reagan. I'm a senior. Um, I mean, obviously, uh, SHA is very academically rigorous. I've kind of been put in that position from a pretty early age. Um, I went to a middle school that had a similar environment. Um, I've always been like close to the top or the top of the class uh, to an extent. I think I'm third in the class right now. I don't know. A lot of AP classes are kind of pushed upon students, uh, especially at SHA. I think we're expected to take at least six by the time we graduate. Um, I don't know. I'm trying to go to some more prestigious universities. Brown is my first choice. I'm planning on studying uh, forensic science or pre-law, something in that realm of criminology, I guess. Honors Academy teacher Brian Anthony, who hosts UMass student journalists at SHA as part of a long-standing community journalism collaboration, noted to us in conversation that Reagan had hesitated to take his honors-level English class, knowing that even an A-plus grade in that class, and a hundred, could have brought down Reagan's inflated GPA. Can you quantify the amount of stress that you feel uh, and whether that's changed? since uh, since lockdown began? I don't think necessarily the level of stress has changed, more or less how I stress. Um, during lockdown, it was constantly this feeling of having to balance because I, I was working during it. I was working about 30 to 40 hours a week during, uh, while well, taking the same coursework that I am right now um, for AP classes to honors classes. Um, I think I've definitely increased in stress in, in the sense of like how it manifests physically. Like I'm much more prone to, like I, I was already a very anxious person and I feel like I'm much more prone to anxiety attacks and things now that I've kind of come back into in-person learning um, just because it is such an adjustment. Like before I had more leniency and now I feel like we're kind of expected to just jump back into it. And a big portion of us were very excited to come back to school because we couldn't learn 
at home, but I feel like there was no grace period. We were in a position where we were needed a lot of help and our staff members did the best that they could with what they knew about the situation without knowing how long it was going to last or how well we would have to adapt. And after a certain point, we all adapted to that. And now we are coming back to in-person learning without giving the same time period for readapting. Um, I don't necessarily think about how much motivation I have. I mean, like, I definitely have a drive. I definitely keep doing things, but I feel like because I'm a highly anxious person, a lot of what I do is just motivated by that anxiety, like a kind of fear of failure, which I find very common within students of a similar caliber because there's always that mindset like, yeah, I'm in the top three, but I'm not valedictorian yet. So I need to do what I can to reach that, which is admittedly not a very healthy mindset to have. So Lee Sanchez aspires to enroll at Columbia University. Reagan says that Brown University is more her style. But on the winding road before college, both agree solidarity over competition helps the medicine go down. Um, and I, I am typically, because our school is so close-knit, I'm typically in close proximity to the other two students that are above me. <laughs> so it's kind of always like, and I'm pretty close with one of them. So it's kind of always like checking in and honestly, if anything, we push each other to kind of calm down a little bit because we know how much of a toxic competitive culture our school can have, especially when so many of us are planning on applying to schools within like the Ivy League or something close to that. Um, and we need to kind of remind each other sometimes that our worth isn't inherently based on these values that we get assigned from our grades. Because a lot of times that's what it seems like, whether it be like how much scholarship money we get or how many college acceptances we get or our grades or class rank or anything like that. It's hard not to compare myself to them. Um, I mean, like in a school like this where numbers are constantly being thrown out, it's hard not to compare yourself to them anyway. Um, but because I know this person so intimately, um, there is a level of competitiveness that I don't want to say damages our bond, but adds another level and creates a sort of distance that I feel like would not be there if we were not put in the same academic position. For Professor Nick McBride's community journalism class, I'm Rebecca Pereira.